It's time again. There is no escape. You are under my power. Look into the hypnotic eye and repeat after Mr. Lobo. I, as an initiated member of the Sleepless Nights of Insomnia and dedicated listener to We Talk Games, do solemnly swear to listen to the October Spooktacular, the whole October Spooktacular, and nothing but the October Spooktacular, so help me, Mr. Lobo. You may stand down. Here we go! You're not dreaming. You're listening to the We Talk Games October Spooktacular. I'm your guide to the unknown and your humble horror host, Mr. Lobo from Cinema Insomnia. Happy Halloween. Can you feel the spicy, spooky pasta oozing from hell to clog your arteries? This week's feature is Devil World. Oh, yes. Welcome to the We Talk Game Spooktacular 2016. I am one of your hosts. I am Keith, the Robo Ghoul. And with me. I'm Kevin. <laughs> Keith the Robo Duke here. Kevin of the 8-Bit Geek and also Divas, Dropkicks, and Dives. Yes. The 3D uh, wrestling podcast for all you wrestling fans out here. We are here on We Talk Games. We're here to talk about Devil World. Or, as the Americans would know as Dark Adventure. Yes, this is... The messed up thing about this game is the interesting thing about the game isn't the game itself. It's everything surrounding these two games, I guess. Devil World in Europe, Oceania, and Asia. And then Dark Adventure here in America. Yeah, because Konami was like, ah, oh, Americans are stupid. We'll just call it Dark Adventure. Maybe they'll fall for that. It, Devil World is a two-player game. Mm-hmm. Dark Adventure is a three-player game. <laughs> Released in 1987, so, these are, it's a gauntlet clone. Yeah, total gauntlet clone. Obviously prettier graphics because it released three years later. So uh, it released in 1987, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I saw two years later because I guess Gauntlet came out in 85 by Midway, Williams, Bally, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those guys. And <laughs> while Dark Adventure shares more similarities with Gauntlet, Devil mm-hmm. World uh, shares a, a little bit less. But for now, let's go to Mr. Lobo. Once again, turn off all the lights. Now, 
Just like when we presented Satan's Hollow, you must kill a two-headed goat and draw the sign of the pentagram on the floor with its blood. I'll wait. Get all those lights turned off? Draw the sign of the pentagram in blood? Since we've done all this before, I'll just assume the altar is prepared and get right to it. Let us offer our souls and Chuck E. Cheese tokens to the 1987 arcade game, Devil World. Bazooka-toting archaeologist, store brand Indiana Jones, and Kmart Kate Capshaw find themselves before an ancient tomb in the Well of Souls. When the heavy stone slab is finally moved, a horde of fearsome demons escape and drag them into Devil World. Insert coins. This action adventure Indiana Jones. You know, we're, we're gonna swing on some vines. We're gonna get chased by boulders. We're gonna have little Asian sidekicks running around, right? That's what we're getting into, Kevin. We're gonna open the Ark of the Covenant. We're gonna do all kinds of stuff. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> I think that's where the similarities with Indiana Jones kind of end is, is the intro. Mm -hmm. The plot being of this game, you are Dr. Condor. Mm -hmm. Or And uh, as the game pronounces it, I believe they pronounce it Labrina. Yeah, Labrina, I thought was the female character. Yeah, and that when you pick the character, I believe that's how it says her name. Oh, and yeah, Labrina. Uh. Labrina. Though Labrina sounds so much better. I don't know if they're going for like a yeah. library thing, because she is a sort of a library long skirt, business coat kind of thing kind of, going on yeah kind of a uh what i thought from that too i was like i don't know why but the female lead from romancing the stone i felt like that was what they were going for with that and you know they want to have indiana jones and then as the third character they lost me <laughs> yeah you, some he, dude with a spear he's uh dr zorlock <laughs> are they all doctors dr condor and dr zorlock who are both archaeologists but <laughs> labrina uh not uh, another you know i once again thinking higher thinking highly of a game in the 80s and being like, oh, she's probably another really smart scientist, you know, who's there to mm -hmm. study this, this Ark of the Covenant, which it blatantly is that they are opening mm -hmm. in the opening sequence. No, she's just a reporter. She's, <laughs> she's just a pretty lady with a microphone who happened to be there at the time of the opening. With a sword. <laughs> with a sword or with a crossbow, depending on which uh, version of this game you play. So oh, yeah. It is a gauntlet clone. As far as making mechanics, the best thing we can say for this is gauntlet. Mm -hmm. It is top-down, action, kill all the bad guys, or they should have called this game Minotaur World because it's pretty much yeah, the only Yeah, all it is. As far as basic mechanics, eight-way joystick, three buttons, you got a jump, you got an attack, and you have the dynamite button. I guess it's the dynamite button in... Oh, see, this is still already getting confused. It's the dynamite button in Dark Adventure. Mm -hmm. In Devil World, it's a power-up button. Right, because the more power-ups you pick up, it'll build up your meter, and then eventually you can cash it in, per se. Like, you can get dynamite, you can get a faster-moving character, stronger, something like that. There was all different kinds of power-ups in it. Yeah, we should probably just forget Dark Adventure, because Devil World is the superior game of the two. Yeah. The only other thing I really want to say about Dark Adventure is, well, it's because it's the American version, it's the only one 
that I've seen the cabinet art for mm -hmm. and promotional flyers for. Devil World, there don't seem to be any copies of it or any uh, stand-up machines. And you really got to look up these Dark Adventure promos because mm -hmm. it is wonderfully 80s. All yeah. of the art on the machines and on the flyers were three different models that, uh, th you know, based on these three different characters posing in all these, you know, posing in the Hidden Temple from Legends of the Hidden Temple, you mm -hmm. know, on the set there <laughs> for, for, all, for the marquee glass and for the sides. And, and it's really, really nice looking three player machine. It's a right. shame that in that version you just find the random power ups. You literally have to map your way through a mm -hmm. random set of. 40 levels to finally get to the end. Oh, God. Yeah, it sounds it, torturous. And Devil yeah. World already is pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But Devil World came second because <sighs> I'm pretty sure Dark Adventure was made first and then they pulled a character out and changed a bunch of stuff and actually made a better game or tweaked a better game because it came out in May in North America as Dark Adventure. And then it came out in Japan in October as right. Devil World. Whether they planned this from the start or not, I don't know. Maybe an American team worked on, on Dark Adventure. And maybe the Japanese are, were just more familiar with the technology at the time and what would maybe be better for the game. Because if you really think about it, most games you played as a kid were Japanese games. And were, oh yeah, you know, those were the superior ones in the end. You didn't have a lot of American companies making uh, really great games. Back Basically, then. had Midway. I mean, that was about it. Midway. Yeah. As far as arcades go, and then yeah, everyone else was out of Japan. Yeah, just thinking about like Nintendo games and stuff. Uh, you know, they. Uh, I'd say American uh, programmers and developers were working a lot more on PCs back mm -hmm. then than they were on consoles. Right. Right. I mean, if we're still going on the art, I want to say the art for the Japanese version you can actually find on the Wikipedia. And it looks like from the same artist. It looks very similar to every other Konami game that came out in the 80s. Oh, yes. No, I did see this flyer. I am so wrong. Thank you. You've, yeah, I, Castlevania, very esque. Yeah, also very Star Wars. Yeah. There's yeah, a side-by-side -side of Return of the Jedi and the, uh, the Japanese flyer. If this is the Japanese version, Zorlock's on there. And I, I thought... He Maybe they made this promo flyer for the American version that was getting converted to Japan? I don't know, man. That's a, that's a crazy, so much story that we need to know about this game. <laughs> yeah, and it's, this is one of those, you know, I need a time machine to go back. Yeah, because, like, you know, Devil World, and then there is Maju no Okoku, which is, is the Japanese version of the game, and then we have Devil World. Ah, jeez. So darn confusing. But when it comes down to it, it is a dungeon-crawling adventure where you fight a million minotaurs. Yes. Millions of minotaurs. minotaurs. Depending on the level. Yeah. Could have been called Minotaur World, Minotaur Adventure. Would have mm -hmm. worked. Also, no relation to Devil World for the Nintendo, which came out in 1984. Yeah. Nothing to do with that. I was kind of about that. When you were like, hey, we're going to test out, or we're going to review Devil World. I was like, sweet. And they're like, on the arcade. I was like, they made an arcade? And found this. And I'm like, this is not what I, this is not my childhood. And this isn't, it is kind of got the spoopiness because there are, eventually demons and a lava underworld and skeletons and you fight rats and spiders but you fight rats and spiders in every game that came out yeah, in the exactly 80s. i mean it was even in friday the 13th there wasn't one snake in the whole franchise of friday the 13 movies but here you go having to fight zombies snakes and bats and all kinds of weird enemies and jason moving like a shark through water oh, i hated that game so much i had to have a game genie just to finish it because 
It was just impossible, especially if you ended up on the lake. There was no way to avoid him. No, that was just his way of getting you out there. That is a great spooky game, though. Like that scared me as a child. Like being a kid and having the uh, the bad kid in the neighborhood like bring it over. Like, yo, check it out. I got this game, and I'm like, I don't know who should be playing. I was a real scaredy cat as a kid too. Like a Did he real. open up like a jacket like he was like selling something? Like, check this out. You want to play some Friday the 13th? And like when he went in a cabin and Jason jumped out, like I was like, turn it off. Turn off the game. Got to turn it off. Get him out of here. I don't even want to see him on my screen in his purple jumpsuit. I don't want to see it. That game. Whew. Yeah, I'd have to say that probably had to be the game with the first jump scares too because it would actually make the sound like zhong, yeah, like every time something happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, every time he would pop out or shoot across your screen through the... Man, he swims so fast. So fast. He was, yeah. How does he do it? That maybe That's probably the first horror game I think I ever played. Probably the first game to ever scare me, mm-hmm. actually. And then after that was Silent Hill. Oh, God. Yes. Originally. And never finished that because it just got too scary. Like, I had friends like, we got to turn all the lights out. And I'm like, I'm the one playing the game. <laughs> you're, you're the assholes watching me play. <laughs> Ugh. I love this month. It is a great month for all things scary, which mm-hmm. uh, this game doesn't, you know, it doesn't really get to the scariness, I think, until you start hitting the lava levels, which right. is around like seven or eight, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. They don't give you numbers. All the levels in, in, in Devil They're World have named. these strange names, mm-hmm. which I could not think of a single one of them at this point. No, and because they were all just, I thought they were just, once again, going down to English. And even though it was made there first, but it was just it was to get mad at you, and you destroyed my home. Man, I and just wanted to fight. people and that it, were living in there. Yeah. What about his children in there? All his poor little kids. It's like a clown car, though, with those minotaurs. Like, you came to their area. They're just trying to get you out of there. Well, I mean, you did get sucked into their, their world via, I guess, a portal. Now, is there a portal to the devil world in the Ark? Or is the devil world in the Ark? And maybe they're getting, like, shrunken down, and it's a world inside yeah. this box? Or are we, like, crossing dimensions? These are things not explained. Yeah, we need, we need answers. Yeah. We need to get Konami on the phone. Well, well no, because the scariest thing is the unknown. Yeah, there you go. You know. So this is like one of J.J. Abrams' like first projects ever. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's Keep Super Eight all over again. <laughs> Actually, a oh. Super Eight game would be kind of fun in the vein of like Goonies Two. Oh, totally. Only once again, not. Yeah, not a good game. I don't think I saw one spider in the Goonies movie yet. Here we are in Goonies Two. You're hitting them with yo-yos. And the Eskimos. Where did the Eskimos come from? <laughs> yeah. Why are they so angry? Oh, why are the Eskimos working with the Fratellis? Yeah. I, I want to know why all the Minotaurs. And if I was a smarter man, I would remember the the programmer that puts Minotaurs in all his games. But he definitely didn't work on this because it's Konami, and I'm pretty sure. Is it? He's a uh, Midway employee. God, Wiggly is so angry at me right now because I can't remember who this is, and he knows exactly... He knows who I'm talking about. There's definitely a programmer who ends up putting Minotaurs in so many other games. Uh, He's obsessed with llamas, too. See, this is is all the knowledge I've gained from listening to We Talk Games, but I can't seem to to pull it out when I need it. Jeff Minter! As far as the look of the game, beyond the awesome art... Uh, photography, actually, not even art for Dark Adventure. Uh, Devil Devil World does have a good look. I like Mm -hmm. the minimalistic eyeless faces. Right. I do do really like that look a lot in games. I like the giant mud monsters with the big swords. 
Uh, the ones that you like one hit makes you feel super OP. Yeah, like, yes, he looks very monsters. scary. Yeah, and then you hit them like twice and they're gone. <laughs> Giant Dookie monsters got <laughs> nothing. It's Clayface from the Batman the Animated Series. That's all it is. Just blow them away with a gun or with your crossbow if mm-hmm. you're uh, Labrina. Which you didn't even have. I know we said we're not going to talk about Dark Adventure, but Dark Adventure didn't even have a long-range attacks. Everything is close-range hit attacks, mm-hmm. and then you could find the power-ups to shoot, which does break the whole Gauntlet influence because Gauntlet was always about yeah. you know long-range attacks, but also being able to hit at close range if enemies uh, do get uh, close to you. True, which, true. Yeah, which which works good in this. You feel good mowing down these these hordes and hordes of minotaurs. Jeff Minter. But you just keep wishing there was something else. And then when you do encounter something else, like the bats, you realize the bats are annoying as hell because you have to jump in the air and shoot to knock them out of the air. But it does feel kind of cool to get it with the demons. It knocks their wings off, and then they land on the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they start running at you. Do they start running at you then? I think they just kind of bounce around, or they bounce at you. Yeah. I can't remember all no, is they always end up at the edge, and if you even look at the edge, all of a sudden your character just takes a tumble and just tumbles off the side of the cliff. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you get anywhere close to the cliffs in the beginning, or even in the lava levels, you kind of can fall in pretty easily and just yeah. burn off an entire life. Mm-hmm. The trick is, I don't know if you realize, as you start to tumble, if you jam on the jump button, you can get out. Really? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so blah, blah, tip. first couple levels in the mountains, when you're falling off the edge of the level, if you hit start jamming on the, the, the jump button quick enough, you can pull yourself out of the pit and get back up on land, and you won't lose a life, which you only get two lives. You can continue, but... Three times, I think, and then they just go game over. At least yes. that's what it did to me. Okay, thank you. That is what I was about to say. I didn't know if I was hitting the wrong button mm-hmm. or whatever, but apparently you only get... Uh, a few continues, which is, is uh, stinks, but it is kind of good because then I don't have to hear every time I pick up a, a crystal ball to fill my power up meter because yeah. that you wow that noise I can hear it still. If we're going under the sound thing, I want to talk about that. It sounded like the old school Atari, um, like the Atari arcades. You know, where you had someone talking, but it sounded like they were in a room and you were recording another room, <laughs> not even the room that they're in, because all you hear is like, rrr, 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 rrr. and you're like, what the fuck did they say? Yeah. And it was like, uh, what was the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Where you would just hear these weird sounds, and you're like, I think they just asked me to do something. <laughs> that actually was a making mechanic I wanted to mention, too, was that the Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom game was something I did think of right away. But this doesn't have sweet uh, minecart rides or anything oh, like that. Oh, yeah, the minecarts are so cool. We use the whip to kind of, like, you have to change the directions and yeah. stuff. That's uh, another brutal game, though. Yes. Much like this one. But um, with that, at least, you get the Indiana Jones soundtrack. Well, this is... Just kind of an imitation of a lot of those action adventure uh, kind of games with it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of uh, digital strings, I guess you could say, they're trying to simulate in the game. But mm-hmm. can't enjoy it too much when every time you just keep hearing <laughs> every time <laughs> yeah. you pick something up. And then if you pick up a couple in a row, they just stack and... You should just make that your ringtone at this point. Oh, God. You want me to I'll break my phone? Every, like I'll call you every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I will need a new phone every five minutes as I smash it against... <laughs> The wall. You know, it would probably make a better ringtone, I think, would be, how about Stinky the Game Master? Let's bring him in for some uh, really awesome, special, spooktacular trick-or-treat tips. 
Stinky the Game Master here with your uh, Halloween tip. But first, on the road with Stinky and his political campaign. Remember, when you go to the polls, March or February, whenever the voting happens for the president of the United States of America, be sure to write in Stinky. Right now, I'm coming in fifth. So get out there and vote hard and vote often. You see these stupid things Hillary Clinton's running about Donald Trump saying, oh, Rosie O'Donnell, she's a dum-dum and everything. Wow, I can't believe that a television personality says things that uh, that humans say uh, and things. Why don't you just be against this dumb policy? That's what I am. I'm not going to take a cheap shot and say, you're fired at all type jazz and things he said when he was in his 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s. I won't say any of that. Who cares? I say a lot of things too. Uh, snatch. There, just said it. So what are you going to do now? Say I say snatch to the German prime minister? No. So quiet. Just vote against his dumb policies because he's a dodo and a dummy. But his heart on his heart is pure. Vote for me, I won't lie, I'm just like Pinocchio. Now, on to your Halloween tip. Halloween tips, you like to have parties on Halloween? Who doesn't? Ready to have your party? Easy. Do bob for apples. Uh oh, uh, you get the foot pan out, put your apples in. You fill it up with the water, you put your apples in, you're like, oh no, I don't have enough apples. What the hell do I do now? Uh, easy. Go to your basement and bring up some glossy red spray paint. And then just take some oranges and you glossy spray paint them red. Bang! Apples. Uh, if you run out of oranges, just substitute them with apples. Here's Mr. Lobo. This is Mr. Lobo, and you're listening to the We Talk Games October Spooktacular. Week four, Devil World. It will tear your soul apart. So, we've talked a lot about things we don't like about the game. Mm-hmm. A few things we like about the game, but is what stands out to you in the game, Kevin? Uh, once again, I, I grew up, I loved Gauntlet, so it was nice to play a Gauntlet-type game. Of course, it was a, it was an imitation, which, like I said, a lot of times in the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of imitations of games. Kind of a new world out there for developing. So they kind of just, a lot of people ripped each other off. I liked the art style of it. I think for that time, for 1987, I think it looked great. It was an interesting one because, you know, in Gauntlet, you get like four or five keys per level. This one, you just have to find one key and one door. That's all you have to do. So it's kind of, you can map your area out, like, uh, like you were saying earlier, Keith. And then once you find that, you just got to find that key, which randomly drops, and then just go run back there. And you can clear the levels pretty quickly if you could at least find the door to begin with. And I thought that was pretty easy, as opposed to, like, Gauntlet, where you have to wait around, and you have to, like, unlock one door, and then, like, 90 ghosts come barreling out at you. So... Yeah, uh, that was one thing I liked about it. Yeah, that the keys are only used for advancing to the next level. It'll mm-hmm. spawn somewhere. You just find it. You know, like you said, map your way out. If you find the exit, you can find the key and get out of there. And also, conveniently, if you've picked up the key and you die, you drop the key right next to your corpse. So mm-hmm. as soon as you get back up, you can pick it right up. I do like the progression. It does have a ghouls and ghosts kind of like when you when you enter, you see the levels and how you're going to advance from like this jungly mountain area to. Mm-hmm. 
this lava area to these caves and into a castle and then more lava in the castle and and the only disappointment in there is that you fight this same two-headed dragon from zelda over yes. and over as you go through the game oh god now you reminded me of that yeah that's hilarious it's literally that fight, top down and all. It's just a pretty, pretty graphics. That's all. Yeah, it looks like a prettier version. Uh, except I think the one in Zelda has one head at the first, and then you eventually fight a three. I don't know if you fight three a two-headed headed one. Probably. Oh, it's been years since I've visited that game, but it was the same kind of concept where you fight them in the room and you just got to go after the heads, and then I'm surprised the Triforce doesn't drop afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather hear like picking up an do, item do, noise than that. Yeah, do 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 do. That's much more appealing than. <laughs> <laughs> the much more appealing noise. The thing is, they're, they're the only mini-boss you do eventually mm-hmm. get to fight. You know, big six-armed or eight-armed demons, and then a big, large, evil ogre who once again has a sort of like, Oh, no, fortify me! <laughs> like every other voice actor in there. I don't I don't know what they did back in the day for voice acting. I think it's, it's the compression. They, it's the fact yeah. that like they don't have that much memory for that, so they have to compress that sound down so much. It comes out, you know, with Wiggly's favorite, you know, all like the old uh, f- fighting street, you know, voices and stuff like that. Because they just mushed it down and went, yeah, that sounds good enough. They'll just be impressed that there's some kind of voice coming out of this machine for a quarter. Right, right. And we were. I mean, when Blades of Steel came out, I, like, shit myself when I turned it on and it talked at me. Or double dribble. Double dribble. I want to recommend this game to people who like Gauntlet. But just go play Gauntlet. That's true. The idea behind it is what really draws me to it. Mm -hmm. Is the swashbuckling venture game, sidekicks and monsters. I guess this is kind of like a sequel, because if the first adventure Dr. Condor had was getting the Ark, this is the second one when he opens it and they fall into the Ark. Right, right. So okay. maybe maybe like a prequel game with like being fixed up a little, maybe add some RPG elements, but I like the pulpy setting, I think is what really makes the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the idea of Indiana Jones fighting demons and skeletons. <laughs> right. And all sp- things spooky that we remember in the holiday season mm-hmm. oh man those bats dude I'm, i have oh those bats i wasn't sure how so, to get the rats or the bugs either because they're low to the ground i'm like i don't like and when you shoot you're kind of higher up than them so like lining mm-hmm. up the shots is a real pain in the ass yeah freaking bats yeah i guess that's why we did the game because the bats are the worst part and they're the spookiest <laughs> they're the spookiest animal can you name a spookier animal in the animal kingdom than a bat? I would say sloths, but they're so damn cute. <laughs> and plus, if they were going to attack you, it's not like you, you'd have a good time to basically get away. It's, it's the sloth's intent that matters. They yeah. have the intent. If they had the means, we'd <laughs> all be dead. This is true. Is there a sloth-like horror movie out there? There needs to be. There, like, there's got to be a zombiever. Might as well be like zomsloth or like killer sloths. I mean, we had killer shrews, as you mentioned, zombievers. We've had piranhas, rats. Remember that '80s movie, Rats? God, that movie was completely awful. It was about like these. I don't even know how it starts, but I definitely know how it ends. But a bunch of like gang members or like ruffians and hooligans are chased into the sewer, and they're just fighting their way off of like thousands and thousands of rats. And then at the end of the movie, they finally get up to the surface, and the first person they run into is in, like, a nuclear suit. 
And then they lift up the mask, and it's a huge rat. And it's like, what? What? How? It was one of those movies that showed up on, like, I guess, I don't know, when I was a kid, it was, like, Channel 50, where it was one of those stations that plays, like, shows that, like, after they air, they'll rerun there. And they would have, like, scary horror movie nights, and that was one of them. I think it was just called Rats. Rats? The Charlie Brown story. No, oh, no. There was rats, there were bats. There's a bat one. I know that because Mystery Science Theater did that one. Mm-hmm. Also yeah. the worm one, but that one I know because Mystery Science Theater did that. I probably know most of my monster movies because Mystery Science Theater 3000 did them, now that I think yes. about it. Oh, where would we be without MST3K? Oh. <sighs> I wish they could have been here riffing this, this, this game with me. Yeah. I wish it was better because pulpy action is great, and when you mix the occult with it, it's mm. even more fun. And is there even a good Indiana Jones game? On the arcade? Like, Temple of Doom's not terrible. No, it's not. It's definitely playable. Um, I don't think... Did they ever make another Indiana Jones arcade? I think Temple of Doom was it. Because yeah. all the other ones were on console. Like, I remember they used to have, like, LucasArts did a bunch of, like, kind of point-and-click uh, Indiana Jones games. Yeah, that's the one everyone's yelling at their podcasting device now for going, the, the LucasArts action-adventure, the Indiana Jones of the Secret of Atlantis. Yeah, and see, those were fantastic. Yeah. But a very small audience got to play that because, once again, that was, or at least at the time, because that was like a PC game. And not everyone had PCs back in the day. I didn't even get a decent PC until I graduated high school. My dad was, uh, I remember I was like, I need a PC bad. He's like, all right, cool. I bought this one from a guy at a bar. And it was like a 1983, the monitor was built into the keyboard, and you could put commands in. If you ha- try hard enough, you could use it as a calculator. My first was a, was a Windows 3.1 machine, actually. I had, yeah, one and, of those. Yeah, and uh-huh. speaking of those action adventures, I ha- it had a Sierra Online built into the machine, which, nice. for all the youngins out there, was like AOL, but with mm-hmm. Sierra, so you'd have chat rooms, and I guess... Different games and stuff related to Sierra games or something in there. It was like Sierra World or something. I don't know. I think it was just called Sierra Online, but I couldn't convince my parents to sign up for that because, you know, you're already paying for AOL. Yeah. So And now they have all those games for free, and they seem so blasé to me, though. I do remember the wonderment as a child of going online to this world with all these other people and interacting mm-hmm. with them when really it could have all just led to Chris Hansen. <laughs> yeah, that was some scary stuff. Like, I just remember the first time I actually met someone from AOL, and I was like, this is real. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That is kind of scary when you meet people from online. I, thankfully, those very, very scary days are gone. A good Indiana Jones game. You know, go play uh, Indiana Jones Desktop Adventures. I think you'll, you'll be really happy. I think that's one. It's like the Yoda Adventures one, where it was like a mini Yoda, but I think there's one with Indiana Jones as well. Huh. And there's the terrible Xbox game, I think, too. You can go seek that out if you want. Oh, yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't. You want to keep the, keep the preservation or the Indiana Jones in high regards. Yeah. That game was like the crystal skull of Indiana Jones games. Oh. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. Had to bring up that horror here on the spooktacular. <laughs> so if you are good enough, though, to get through all uh, 19 levels of Devil World, you are treated to a nice little shot of your heroes somehow ending up on top of the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> which is pretty cool, you know, and then, they, and then they play, you know, that song from Ghostbusters 2, and, you know, everybody's happy, you know. 
Wait, which one? The Yo Love, Get Me High, high. <laughs> but We all know the superior song, and it is the Bobby Brown. Uh, oh, oh, I guess we're gonna have to take control. Gotta have to take control. Oh, man. That was a classic soundtrack right there. A good Halloween movie. Ghostbusters 2. Oh, totally. Great one. A lot of fun. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2 scared the crap out of me as a child. My dad uh, uh, took me to go see it. I was so excited. Uh, yeah. it, and it scared me. He had to take me out of the theater. I was, like, crying, freaking out in the scene where, wow. like, all like all the ghosts are... Co- it just... I was like, I'm flying can't. around New York. Yeah, when all of them were coming out, I was just like, no, like too many ghosts. Like, just love the, the Cheech Marin uh, cameo where he was working at the docks and the Titanic came rolling in. He was like, better late than never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Cheech, always good for a one-liner, mm-hmm. or for like every it, one-liner in the case of From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm sorry, we're getting way off topic, but. Dust Till Dawn, the series, is unbelievable. I love it. Really? Well, I mean, the movie's great. A great spooktacular a sort of a surprise right through mm-hmm. the middle, which yeah, I've heard multiple stories now. Before, it was just my dad, but I've heard multiple people who tuned into that not knowing it was a vampire movie and then like being like, cool, this is a cool crime thriller. And then like, <laughs> what the hell is Selma Hayek doing? It took a turn. Yeah. It did, which uh, sadly this game took an early turn, and that turn... Uh, was a very difficult, difficult one. I would go back to this game, I think, with friends. Yeah, totally. I think, I think this is something cool that if you have another person, which, of course, you don't want to play the, the, the three-player one. So just play play Devil World, ignore Dark Adventure, unless you see that sweet... If you see that machine, I want pictures, like get some <laughs> high-quality shots yes. of that very beautiful three-person machine. It's very, very nice-looking. I would love to see some higher-res pictures of it. Uh, who very, knows who would even cool. have it at this point? I would the only place in the world I think that would have it. It would either be Fun Spot for some reason out by you, or Galloping Ghost in Chicago, because that place has over 540 arcades there. So if anyone would have it, it would be them. That seems like a place you might be able to find Dark Adventure, probably yeah. sitting lonely in a corner, covered in cobwebs and haunted. <laughs> yeah, right. Be sure you stay tuned in to us at We Talk Games on Twitter. For the rest of the fantastically spooky, ooky, creepy, crawly, spooktacular 2016. And be sure to check out Kevin and his friends. Hi. (laughs) And his buddies Doug and Jeremy over on the 8-Bit Geek. You guys are at the 8-Bit Geek on Twitter, is it? Yes. Excellent. We're at the 8-Bit Geek, and then also we are doing our own Horror Fest, too. We have hashtag 8-Bit Horror Fest, uh, which you guys are going to be taking part in soon, too, which is going to be really awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, we're doing more of the movies side of it, and we're watching a bunch of different horror movies. This week, we reviewed Cabin in the Woods, which is one of my all-time favorite horror movies, just because it's so, it's so meta, so beautiful, and if no one has spoiled it for you, please see this movie. It will blow your mind. Yeah, even, so. if, it, even if you have had Cabin in the Woods spoiled for you, go see it. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm going to give my own little mini review right here and now. I, much like Jeremy, had no idea about this movie. Uh, I did see it in theaters, thankfully, but I did not see mm-hmm. a trailer. I did not see any kind of footage. All I saw was the poster and my girlfriend saying, Joss Whedon worked on this. We have to go see it. 
Yeah, that's my wife actually did the same thing. Yeah. Actually, well, it sounds like we both have wonderful taste in women. <laughs> so yeah, that's what she did, and we went and saw it, and we were like, it, yeah. So my review, five out of five, must watch horror movie if you are a horror movie fan. Even if you aren't a horror movie fan, I think you can watch this and really enjoy it. But if you are a horror movie fan, like I said before, you will appreciate it. I had to say because I was actually just listening to that before we recorded earlier today. I listened awesome, to that episode. Awesome. So uh, be sure to go check out 8bitgeek.com for all their awesome 8-bit horror fest stuff. Be sure to also check out Kevin on Divas, Dropkicks, and Dives for those who are into uh, the wrestling side of mm-hmm. things. Which, you know, The Undertaker's still there, so there's plenty, plenty of scary... Yeah, he shows up, like, once a year and stumbles his way to the ring. It's great. Yeah, but, but now we've got, like, the Creole spooky guy going on. Yeah, you got now. Bray Wyatt, who comes in there. He's like, man, I'm on, I'm on the eater of worlds. You guys are wrestlers. I'm a god. I've <laughs> got a lantern. Watch me blow it out, and it's going to get spooky. Watch out now. That's it's him. just so creepy because he's got like you know like the, at one point they had where he would just start singing he's got the whole world in his hands yeah I saw and the little kids singing it yeah so nothing creepier than having some weird like Creo dude singing that shit to you in the dark kids are always they always make it more spooky it's why I'm not having any man I don't I don't need like the kid taping knives to his fingers like the kid who used to guest star on Full House coming at me oh god or have like a Juan moment or the Grudge. Oh, oh, like, like making the meowing sounds at you in the dark. Oh, yeah. I love that noise. That's so good. Uh, we're just going to keep going because obviously we're big horror guys. Thank you for tuning into the Spooktacular. Let's go back to Mr. Lobo. Greetings, trick and treaters. This is horror movie host Mr. Lobo from Cinema Insomnia. I would tell you to watch my 15-year anniversary show, Halloween specials, and a new season on my Roku channel OSI74, but you're most likely going to be playing video games. Really, could you just have me on in the background? Wouldn't hurt anything. Visit OSI74.com for more information. I'd like to thank We Talk Games for inviting Mr. Lobo to haunt their five-week spooktacular. Look out. Scary games are still afoot. Next week, Splatter House. Until then, game over. <laughs> Ha 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 